This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Yeah, so we might have a problem because I still haven't booked a return flight. Jack, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not upset. <laughs> I just want you to be back for the Head and the Heart concert. I know. In September. I'll be, I'll be back in by then. Don't worry. Don't worry. You have, you like, you have to. Like you at I least, know. you can set up shop in Italy. Girl, you can move to Italy. I can totally see that for you. We will just record long distance. And it'll be fine. It'll add an extra wonderful element to the WOMED. I like know. You could, you could start working as a nurse in Italy. And because, I mean, let's be honest, we were talking and I said, shut up. We're going to start recording. I know. You can come visit me and then it'll, you know, it'll be great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love Italy. I know. Well, I feel like we have to just fill everybody in because they're like, what, what the hell is going on? Well, since this, this episode will come out in a few weeks, right? So we're recording. Yeah. We always record a, a few weeks ahead just to kind of, you know, have some safety net with episodes. And so and we never know what's happening in our lives. You know, we might be like having a stressful week, have no time to record. True. So... True. So by the time this episode comes out, I will probably be sunbathing in Tuscany with a glass of wine <laughs> because as you know, we kind of talked about in Karen Moon's episode, um, mm-hmm. which we talked about grief and we talked about a lot of life changes that you and I are both going through. I'm actually going through a divorce right now and I have took it upon myself to get the I thought you were out say of America. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. I know. So go check my Instagram to go see where I'm at currently because I'll probably be updating it there. But I did. I just bought a one-way um a one-way flight to Rome and I've just been like renting Airbnbs like by the month, basically, because that's a way to do it. And yeah, that's where I'm gonna be. So come say hi if you're in Italy this summer. Summer in Italia. <laughs> where all are you gonna go? Because I I think it was it was like La Isola Bella or something. It's like a lake in Torino or something like Ooh, that. It okay. is stunning, Jack. Like you need to get like a little lakeside cottage up there. And you know, Maurice is gonna be like your handsome newly divorced next door neighbor. Maurice and... it'd be more like Maurizio, but okay. Okay, Maurizio. Um, I'm sorry I'm not Italian. And he's going to have this like super cute, um, like retro convertible. And he's just going to take you all around. I love this for me. That sounds lovely. Um, So, yeah, so I'm actually, I believe that's up north. So I'm actually kind of doing more the opposite. I'm staying south, which is where my family is from. I'm kind of more exploring the south. But I am doing a few weeks in Rome just to kind of like get my bearings together. Um, I've been to Rome, oh my gosh, like four different times now. So it feels much more like home, like it's an easier city for me to kind of get around. Um, So I'm going to kind of get my bearings in Rome for a few weeks. And then I have a month in a tiny town called Montepulciano, which is outside of Florence, your favorite, Danielle. My favorite. Yes. Okay, so I'll come join you there. Yes, come visit me there. It's just this tiny little apartment with this like incredible view. And then after that, a lot of my family members are actually coming to visit in the month of 
August. So throughout the month of August, I'll kind of be doing different things with family members that are coming in town. So going like all over to the main places, Rome, Florence, Cinque Terre, the Amalfi Coast. And then I'm going to end, I believe, like just heading south to, um, again, like kind of regions where my family's from, Calabria, Sicily, um, in like a little area called Puglia, which is not like totally touristed out by Americans yet, but it's kind of like where the boot is. So I'm going to be basking up in that Italian sun. (gasps) Um, And I will come and join you. (gasps) but we also our guest just joined us you might know her as nurse with a sign but we have kaylee on the pod and i'm so excited about to let her in kaylee good morning hey good morning welcome to the womad we are so excited to have you We've been trying to make this happen for a while now. <laughs> yes. I think you've been on our list for like literally like over six months. We've been trying to get oh, this. Oh, shit. Like, well, for since real. we start, I, I think longer than that, because when we started the podcast, we were like, no, we've got to have like nurse with a sign on. Yes. We, we're like making a list. And then New York happened and oh, we... <laughs> I was just so excited. I was like, yes, we can talk to like all of these <laughs> New York influencers and like healthcare workers. And yeah. then I got COVID. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. When you hit me up, I was like, oh no, I was looking forward to it. <laughs> but I'm glad you, obviously everything was fine. So at least, yes. at least you're good. <laughs> yes. And even better, we have you on now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'm so excited that we finally got to meet in person even at the Fizz Retreat. How are you feeling after that? Like a little bit of rest and rejuvenation and I feel I I didn't even know what to expect and I like left feeling just so relaxed. It was just like the perfect timing because I had my birthday like a couple of weeks before and then I had this retreat. And then I would like barely work throughout May. So I felt so relaxed, honestly. And I was like stressed. I was stressed out and like going away and just being with people that like I've always spoken to online, but I never met. Like it was so relaxing for me. So I'm thankful for the experience, honestly. And it was free. So I can't even be mad about nothing. (laughs) I was so happy about that. Like, and just seeing everyone smile and like, honestly, like I... I was just, I was in the best mood, so. Amazing. Hopefully you guys are feeling the same way. I know I did. Danielle and I had some nice, long, we just love nothing more than just like going on walks and drinking our morning beverages. (laughs) It was was lovely. It was lovely. But so Kaylee, I feel like most of our listeners probably know you as nurse with sign. And I definitely want to dive into all that because I'm sure everyone has a lot of questions. I know I have a lot of questions, (laughs) but before we get into that, like, let's just, I kind of want to hear about your nursing career in general. I think on your social media platform, you keep things like very private considering how big of a platform you have. So give us a little background on your nursing and what you're doing. Yeah. So I started nursing about four years ago and I started on a medicine unit, which was crazy. And I've worked at the same hospital and honestly, like I don't live in New York city. I actually live in Long Island, but I did not want to work in Long Island just because of the fact that, um, I thought the hospitals weren't going to be as diverse and I wanted like a better experience in the city. And also people in the city are just usually much better, much more, um, easier to talk to. And I think much more accepting and usually, Yeah, I started working in medicine. It was crazy. Our unit was definitely the unit where every single patient just kind of like got dumped on. Like, so you got a lot of experience like everywhere. And I always wanted to be a cardiac ICU nurse from the get-go. But unfortunately, my hospital had like this big hiring freeze and they kind of had like this brand new building. So they were only hiring for certain floors. So I couldn't start there. So yeah, but I'm not even mad about my experience there because I think that really taught me like how to deal with all different types of personalities. Honestly, we had a lot of withdrawing patients, a lot of violent patients. I got a computer thrown at me. Majority of my signs come from my experience on that unit because it was like really crazy. 
And, um, and then I basically got accepted into like this surgical and cardiac ICU. It was both, um, it's huge. It's like a 36 bedded unit. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. But when I started, it was exactly during COVID and COVID is like medicine. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not surgery. So I was freaking out and I had a really tough time in the beginning, um, because, I, I told my manager, I was like, I have no use for you guys here. Like, I'm not going to be useful in COVID ICU. I would be more useful where I was at. But, like, she wouldn't let me go back. It was either I start here or I, like, can forget about the job and just go back where I was at. So I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just take this L and kind of, like, go with the flow. So my beginning in the ICU kind of sucked um and I felt like I had to like learn things after my orientation which is usually how it goes but I just felt like a lot of things on my orientation that I should have learned like I didn't get to really experience that because of COVID um but now I'm like two years into it um and our unit kind of switched over to more like surgical most of my signs like I think about my days on medicine, I have five patients screaming at me, like, but I had like all my girls together. And like those experiences back then really like made me the nurse I am today, honestly. Um, And I think ICU just kind of like, calms me down. Like now, like I'm not as nervous, like, you know, you're in ICU, you're in a high intense area, and then COVID hit. I mean, nothing really like, I think for a lot of nurses, especially like phases you now. Um, So yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. I'm thinking about going possibly back to school for CRNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I told myself, I said, you know, four or five years, I know working at bedside would be my cap. And I was 100% right. Um, I think especially COVID kind of like changed my outlook. Like most of the signs on my page are things that I wish... I like really focused on my first couple of years. Like, mm-hmm. don't feel bad about calling out, like take time for yourself. And like COVID really taught me, like you really have to put yourself first because it doesn't matter what happens in the hospital. Like they expect you to do what they expect you to do. Like you need to have your own period um, to just appreciate yourself and to live your life, you know? So I think that's kind of like the main message that most of the time I do want to send people. And I feel like those posts and I get like DMS about, about it often or people would comment like, Oh my God, like I needed to hear this today. So yeah, feels feels good to, I guess, to say these things and people like are able to like, you know, relate to me or feel like, okay, I needed to hear that. That's really special. And just, meaningful and like impactful for the nursing community because when you have like a platform that just kind of starts growing authentically like yours has like these are people who are are coming to you for that message because like you're able to say it on your platform it might be something that they're a little too like scared or or can't say But I want to circle back just to something that's my brain. It just jumps because I've been thinking a lot about it lately because I used to work NICU. And when you were talking about like the ICU setting and like, like the calmness, like the peace that you feel in that setting, it's such an ICU nurse thing. It's such like a special mentality for ICU nurses, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because 100%. we thrive in that chaos. What was crazy is my old unit was so insane. Like everybody in my hospital knew like my medicine floor to be that. I felt like it prepped me to come to my unit. Like, all right, I've already experienced everything. Now I just need to experience like these other things, like on, on an ICU level, level. And like now, yeah, it's just like, okay coming to work and I'm like all right what's about to happen today you know what I mean so <laughs> totally. that's so funny because I similarly started on a med surge unit like yeah. a general medicine um, more of like a, a neuro unit which actually is like I don't even know like honestly even worse because <laughs> 
four patients and like some of them have dementia and some of them are trying to jump out of bed. And I similarly had worked in an urban public hospital in Chicago. So we would see like literally everything. I had patients that were chained to the bed because they were prisoners in jail. We had, um, yeah, like just like, yeah, like, like literally all the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Usually the ratios was like one to four. So you feel like you're Mm -hmm. like running around like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. And I look back, I look back to those years, like some of the things, like the stories and the things that I saw. And I'm like, I am so grateful because I feel like after that first year of working in med search, and I'm not one of those nurses that says you have to work med search right away. I'm like usually the opposite. I say, don't do it. But it's funny, (laughs) like looking back, I do look back at that. And like now as, um, I just graduated with my FNP. I still have this like sense of confidence. Like I literally can do anything. I can, I feel mm-hmm. like I can handle anything, throw whatever yeah. you want at my way. I'm sure I've either seen it before or I've had to deal with something way fucking crazier. Even yeah, a exactly. computer. <laughs> I will say I've never had a computer thrown at me. Yeah. <laughs> I had a whole, wow. I was like, damn. No. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he was on, he was on a lot. K2 math. I said, all right, it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense, but I'm trying to go back home. That's how I felt. Um, You're not trying to get admitted to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you, I, I remember telling him, I was like, so you want me to be right next to you? Like, is that where we're going? He oh was like, God. no, I'm just trying to go home. I'm like, me too. So let, let's restart. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I know we would have just like I know and not to like make light of substance use but we would have like patients like using in the rooms locking yeah. in the rooms like just drinking know, hand sanitizer I've it never really seen that but shooting up too. in the in the elevators before they come to visit right. their kids in the NICU oh my oh, god no. I, yeah. know. I, have, I have heard about that from NICU nurses unfortunately but you know what I wouldn't like you said like I think I wouldn't change that experience for anything mm-hmm. and it was an eye-opener and I think things that I didn't understand as much, like, especially like, um, unfortunately, like substance abuse, like I can understand it more now. And I see what they go through now and I see how difficult it is now. So medicine, like you said, I, I tell people all the time, like, do what you want to do. You don't have to start there, but, but it definitely gave me that calming because on my floor is so quiet. And I'm, I try to tell my coworkers, like, you don't understand. Like, my old unit used to hear people screaming yep. every, like, every yeah. five seconds. Like, yep. this is, like, you guys don't understand. Because, like, once my coworkers see a patient act up, I'm like, I could tell you guys never stepped into a medicine unit because <laughs> this is nothing, literally. So, True. yeah, I really appreciate my old days, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask. Did yeah. Did dude with the sign come first or oh. did nurse with the sign? Dude Have, you the sign dude? Came first. Have you met dude? Have you met dude? You know what? I really like we literally same take pictures in the same spot and I'm just hoping for the day I can be like, yo, thank you. Because honestly, the whole idea really stemmed from that. Cause I saw him posting and I always used to repost his stuff. I'm like, yo, I need something for us, like for like nursing and my friends mm-hmm. like at work, they always know I'm like one of those people that I will say something if there's an issue. Um, I have no problem doing so. And at first it really started off as a joke. Like I was just like, I'm just about to post this. It's about to be for just like me and some of my friends. Like, and then people started reposting my stuff and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and that's really how it started. But like, honestly, he came first and definitely like inspired me to just say what I wanted to say but like through medicine you know what I mean mm-hmm. so. so I want to know like what was the first I have so many questions about all of this so yeah. we're just gonna like wrap up <laughs> yeah, how did yeah. this all get started like did you so you saw a dude with a sign you're like this is a good idea what was the first sign that you made and like did you have a plan you're like I'm gonna go to like these cross streets and I'm gonna bring a friend and we're just like tell me about this first sign how did this go down uh, so one of my friends who takes pictures of me he's a photographer he's an amazing photographer and I was at uh, one of my friend's house and I was just talking about like nursing so I was so fed up with some of the things that I was experiencing on my unit and I told my friends, I was like, yo, it would be so interesting, like, if I just took all these things that I say and just put it on the sign, because, like, that's how I feel. He was just like, yo, let's do it. I was like, all right, cool. It's like the first sign 
that I ever thought about was like, if you're refusing, why are you here? Because I literally was (laughs) experiencing that at work the other day, well, at that time, and I was mad because I went through so much stuff. I was trying to talk, I was trying to convince. And the person ended up leaving anyway, and I got stuff thrown at me, so I was upset. So that was the first sign I wrote, and the second sign was, like, what's one unit of insulin? Like, because I was, um, I think I was bitching about the fact that, like, this one, I think glycemic control was, like, mad at me for not giving insulin because you're supposed to give it at four, um, 141, um, anything more than 140. And I did it because it was 141 and my other patient was bleeding out and I had five patients and I literally had to tell glycine control. Like I had to pick and choose what I had to do in that moment. And honestly, like that, like experience lasted me my whole shift. So I couldn't go back into the room and give that patient, um, the sugar. But then when I retook it, like hours later, it went down. So I never gave it. So I was just like, why are you upset in the first place? So that's where that sign came from. Actually, it was just me being fed up with work, honestly. Um, yeah. I just, I really need a dude with a sign nurse with a sign crossover because i know he's done dudette with a sign but like add me into the mix honestly yes because it's just the three of you guys like (laughs) honestly i was my friend was like yo for nurses week that would be lit and i was just like you know what that would be maybe one day it would happen but to answer your question um jackie about like where was that Actually, I had no idea where to take the pictures. I was like, I don't even know where to go. Initially, my first couple of signs were in Brooklyn. And then I was just like, yo, the background is so boring here. I need to go somewhere else. So that's where I ended up going to Soho. Because Soho is one of like the prettier parts of the city where it's like colorful and stuff like that. So I ended up going there. And I, I, that's where I've basically been um, taking most of my pictures, honestly. Most of the time when I'm taking my pictures, people be reading it. They're like, oh, you know what? You're right. And I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) Do you keep your ideas like all like somewhere like in a notes app on your phone? And then do you do multiple photos at once or do you do like one? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it's a lot of work for you. A bunch of photos at once. I keep everything in like this little like um, notepad that I have. And sometimes I see things online and I'm like, ooh you know what? I definitely understand what you're saying. I'm about to put that like in my book and take pictures of it afterwards. Um, But yeah, no, honestly, my page is really supposed to be peaceful for me. Um, It's supposed to be an outlet. And I kind of view that as I'd rather just bulk everything and then throughout the weeks, just upload my pictures so I can just like not feel the pressure of posting every single day. Um, because I think originally when I first started, I was just like, oh my God, do I have to post every day? Do I have to do this every day? That's not really what I wanted to do. And I wanted my page to feel like people can come here and like, they'll be like, oh, okay. Like I can relate to you. I didn't want to make it feel like a job. You know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of people on social media who have platforms feel that pressure to post so often. And I didn't want that for me. Um, so yeah bulk photos definitely my thing and somebody asked me this I forgot who on the retreat well I don't know if it was you Danielle someone was like do you actually write your signs or do you like put it like do you like go through photoshop I was like girl my handwriting is too messed up I don't know how people can see it but it's definitely written like honest on a cardboard and I get most of my cardboard um from my friend who works at the post office because he just has so much. I was like, yo, give me that. But my original signs were bootleg. Like they literally came from like mad packages that I had and I just cut them up. I love that. And I was like, all right, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you saving your Amazon packages? Um, yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't me who asked you about the writing. Um, oh, okay. I think it looks real and I am not. <laughs> I, I was wondering that actually because I was like I was wondering that um yeah because that would be a pretty easy way for you to kind of like just just go on Photoshop and do it that way but I mean you have that authenticity now you're writing these yeah. you're on your someone's writing these with a with yeah. a pen on the floor yeah, yeah definitely that. me with some anger sometimes some of them I'd be like yo what it's <laughs> your artistic outlet well I mean <laughs> thinking about having to post every day 
Do people ever forget that you're actually a nurse? Like Fast. you're not just like you're not Big just fact. standing out there in your scrubs and no. like just like hey I gotta do this Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday no I'm, I work night shift I need my sleep my mm-hmm. peace so yeah hundred percent I get that question so often but I understand why you know but no it's just I got different uniform like uniforms different scrubs from Figs thank you Figs and I just like change in my car real quick. And then it's just, let's go, let's do it. I love it. I love it. I know. I will say, like, I do really, I think that this is going to be such a fun episode for people. It was super fun to like, that we finally got you on too, because you do keep things real, relatively very private on your page. Like, yeah. I was like, even just prepping for the episode, trying to like figure out, I'm like, okay, where does she work? Like, like what unit does she work in? Like what's her experience? And, but I respect that so much. And I think that's so important that you keep certain things of your own life private and that yeah. it keeps like some sort of mystery, I think, to mm-hmm. nurse with sign. <laughs> So I'm just, you know, I kind of want to circle back a little bit more to nursing and where you see yourself going with CRNA. Is that something that you like, congrats, like that's such a huge decision and amazing. Is that something that you had thought about for a while? Um, Yeah, I was really in between CRNA and DERM. Um, Growing up, I had like issues with acne. So I kind of like liked DERM for that reason. But like DERM is really hard to get into. In, especially in New York, like a lot of the practices like really don't want to teach nurse practitioners or from what I'm hearing, even PAs, um, same thing. Um, so I wasn't really sure like if I went to school and like they don't really like, I think, go into extreme detail about Durham anyway, from what I hear from my friends oh, no. who are in empty school. Exactly. So yeah, it's no. like, there's like I a was day. <laughs> you have a day of like learning about rashes and that's basically it. Like there's no Durham. Exactly. No. And I was scared. I was like, uh, if I go to school for this and I come out and I'm like struggling with finding like um, a place that I can like obviously like learn more from and stuff like that. I know you could take certifications and stuff like that. So I was worried about that. And then also CRNA, I like the fact that it's more of what I really like about nursing, which is like the critical aspect, like you're thinking, you're doing. Um, and honestly, and truly, I, I love to talk to people, but I'm not the biggest talker with patients. Like, I'm very much like, hi, what's up? Here's what you need to do. How are you feeling? And like, that's pretty much it. Like, in a sense, not, I guess, like, in a sense, private, too. Like, my patients are always like, so tell me about yourself. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, so. you, you prefer them sedated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? High Sedated team, and know? intubated. Yo, let's just call it like it is. And you know, but even <laughs> even my sedated patients, that's what actually surprised me when I went to the ICU. I was like, oh wait, I still have to do a lot of talking because even the sedated patients, maybe they literally need someone to like, you know, calm them down too, which I'm okay with that. But yeah, in total like in, in all, like I think I'm leaning more towards CRNA. Because I have like the opportunity now to do so, and definitely the support, which is like a big reason why I know a lot of people can't do it. Um, and I think that's more of like kind of like what I want to do. Um, so like the ICU experience that I'm in right now is really prepping me for that. Because right, honestly, right now I'm like extremely burnt out. Um, I think I realized that like about six months ago. Because I just don't feel that compassion that I had when I first started, it like really dimmed out. And I feel like my light is like flickering right now since COVID to like keep going, honestly. So I feel like going to school again, I used to love studying and stuff like that. And I think going to school again kind of gives me that passion that I feel like I was missing, hopefully. And I shouted a couple of CRNAs and I was like, oh, this is chill. I mean, you you know, you got to do a surgeon screaming at you here and there. I don't know how I feel about that sometimes, but um, in all, I feel like I can focus, you know, which is been my big issue with bedside. I feel like I can't ever get anything done because you're getting yelled at by this person. Like, why is it this done? And I'm like, you're yelling at me, but the issue is it's also staffing. Like, I can't get stuff done if 
I, it's only me and I don't have like any help or if I'm expected to do this amount of work. So I think CRNA would be such a different experience and like kind of make me love nursing again. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. You, you've you completely set yourself up for for CRNA school. You know, you mm-hmm. have to have that ICU experience. Um, but I think what you what you said about being burnt out and not being able to like your lights flickering, you're not able to express as much empathy, you know, for your patients uh, echoes what a lot of people, a lot of bedside healthcare workers are, are feeling right now post pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is why be unhappy? Like I'm too young for that. And I'm not even that, but like, why like you we work life's so too hard. short life's too short baby i'm trying to be outside smiling having fun i'm trying like all my friends who are crnas are doing so and i'm like you know and people who not even like my friends who are not working bedside like i have friends in PACU and other places that are like like i'm happy where i'm at and i'm like i'm not about to sit here and like continue yeah. to like put myself through stuff and like I have no issue with complaining because I think that's healthy but like I'm also about taking that action and like mm-hmm. for me like this is that path wherever I go to whether it's if CRNA doesn't work out maybe NP might be an option for me too and if that doesn't work out then I'm definitely thinking like like not bedside something else you know what I mean I think there's still a happiness to be found in nursing like we just have to like get there because we have so many options you're definitely not alone in that. I, I know a lot of people after this pandemic are really feeling exhausted and they're looking yeah. at other options. And we're lucky that in nursing, we do have other options. Sometimes it takes getting creative and looking at them. Sometimes it means going back to school. Sometimes it means looking at different clinic jobs, but you're right. We are lucky that we have, we can, we have an option to, to take to take steps to find work outside of the bedside. But I'm Mm -hmm. curious, you said that you kind of started noticing six months ago that you were starting to feel burnout. What were some of those early warning signs that you started noticing that your light's starting to go out? I was in a relationship for eight years and we actually broke up in the summer, last summer, actually. And I think COVID and all of that stuff didn't really like, like I knew what was going on right and like but I had a support system so I came home I was stressed but like I didn't talk about it like we were just talking about other things my family my friends my boyfriend at the time when that relationship kind of ended and I lost kind of like my best friend at that time like experiencing grief for like truly the first time for me And then coming to an environment like the ICU or like the hospital in general, that is just nonstop grief. I think that was the moment where I was just like, wait, I'm really not happy like here in the hospital. And I never like throughout all my four years of working, like really experienced like um, major stress outside of work. So for the first time, I'm like, wow, like I can only imagine what people who are dealing with like depression and like other issues feel coming to nurse like to work as a nurse every single day and like things about the pandemic started bothering me like how I was feeling back then like I'm starting to like realize it now because I'm in this state where I'm just so low and like honestly that's when I noticed I couldn't do this forever and the issues with how I felt during the pandemic, like were not really ever resolved because, you know, like they just keep piling like more issues on us at work. They haven't really taken that much away from COVID. Now it's like, oh, y'all could do this. All right, cool. So now we're just going to pile more stuff on you because we didn't think that you guys could ever do that. So now there's more stuff. And it's like the frustrations were coming with, you know, to work and then coming home, dealing with my own issues that's when I was just like, no, like I completely put my feelings underneath the rug for too long. And now that's coming out at like the worst time. And I felt like that too, at the things retreat when we were talking to each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. And like, I never really cried about the pandemic until that day. Like just hearing people talk about, oh, 
you know, I just started as a doctor, like here, I'm not getting like, you know, my graduation and I worked in the ED and it's like all the stuff is being thrown at me and I don't really know what to do. And for the first time I was just like, oh my God, like I have issues that I need to get out. And well, not for the first time, but like that, like made me realize even more like, okay, like, yeah, like how I'm feeling is like, like legitimate. It's, it's, it's real for me. Well, I am so grateful that you are starting to, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I think have suppressed a lot of my experiences from the pandemic too. And I think that's so important what you said about having that, like how your partner was such a form of support for you outside of work and having to grieve the loss of a relationship and you're grieving the losses at outside of work and in work. It's so so multidimensional and it's like almost like looking at things holistically like your entire life and how um how it's not just work how you have support outside of work that kind of gets you through some of those tough days and when you don't have that support it kind of forces you to take a really hard look in the mirror of like if I didn't have this relationship or I didn't yeah. have this friendship or I didn't have x y or z like would I be happy doing this for my career and it's it's such a hard reality to come to but I think one that you're probably now like grateful for because it is making you mm-hmm. kind of take that hard look in the mirror and, and making those tough decisions about your career. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that was as much as I didn't have so much motivation, it at the same time was my motivation to like make a change. Cause right. like you said, I really thought like, wow, like imagine I didn't have my friends, my this, like where would I be right now in nursing? And now it's making so much more sense like to me what my other coworkers are going through when they're dealing with outside problems that fortunately like I really didn't have to deal with for like my first couple of years. So now I'm like, how the hell do people do this? Cause like coming into work, I never really cried too much. Some some patient experiences did, you know, make me emotional, but coming to work and like seeing it, like, and I'm already in this state, it was just emotions were heightened and I was just like, wait, wait, I can't. Like, this is too much for me, honestly. I think it just shows, like, the unrealistic expectations that are placed on nurses. Period. Because we are expected to completely leave everything at the door when we walk into a shift. And that's just not humanly possible. Like, you don't know who is in, like whose partner just may have died whose kid is struggling who's who's like someone in their family is sick they they are expected to leave any problems that they are having at home at the door and then come in and take on more of their patients problems yeah and it's just I think that's the biggest thing that you said yeah. taking on your patients problems yeah mm-hmm. But it like circles back, I think, so beautifully to the purpose of your page and Mm -hmm. to what you're doing to spread these messages that are so universal to people in nursing, to all of us that have experienced those really frustrating moments inside and outside of the hospital. And I know, like personally, me and I know our community and your community are so grateful that you can like just provide these tiny little moments of whether it's comic relief, whether it's, hell yeah, I know how that feels. Or, you know, whether that's just like that moment of like, yeah, like, fuck that. Like, yeah, she's right. Fuck this. Yeah. But like, ultimately, you're making people feel less alone. Yeah. Yeah. That um, really highlighted for me, like during those like dark, dark moments when I would post things and someone like really commented was like, I really needed to hear this today. Like you really encouraged me to like, just take this risk and like choose a different area in nursing. And that person actually circled back and told me like, they're so happy now. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to be like you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, wow. yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think the carrying like the burden and, you know, the abuse, I think that we experience a lot in nursing, whether it's physical, emotional, even sexual abuse, that all of that has been a big weight on my shoulders. Because actually, when I, my introduction to professional nursing, the first thing that ever happened to me 
like my third day as a nurse was sexual assault. And I did have to call the police. And I remember my mom was crying and she was just like, wow, like you, um, this is like the first thing that you're experiencing within nursing. And like, I never wish this would ever happen to you. Like I've been a nurse for all these years and this never happened to you, me. And like, look at happening to my daughter. And like, that was like my first big reality check with like, the abuse of that you do experience as a nurse and kind of like set the tone for the rest of my career I think ever since then even though I am like a pretty outspoken person I was very shy when I first started nursing I think most of us were but after then I was like nope you gotta hear my voice today if I have a problem I'm you're gonna be I'm gonna let you know like I'm not I'm never not that I put myself in that situation but I never want to feel like I can't speak up for myself because I'm too scared about what management or someone has to say necessarily. Like there's a way that I can word things to make me feel safe, which has been my biggest thing with nursing. And I think after the pandemic, I no longer felt safe in a way. I don't really know how to describe that. So now I'm kind of like circling back to feeling like, no, like I have a voice. I can speak up for myself. I have an issue with something. I can say it. Um, and if I don't like where I'm at, like, I just need to go. And for me, all of those things are my boundaries that I'm realizing were definitely crossed on these past like couple of years. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, because I, that's a very, I mean, that's not something that people think about that can also happen mm-hmm. as a nurse or in healthcare. So I I appreciate you you vocalizing that. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry that that happened to you. You know what? Like I'm so open about it now. Like I think it's a it's an issue that we experience more than we we realize. Like patients definitely say, you know, things that are not comfortable. You know, you're kind of put in situations you might um, be touched a certain way, maybe not in a certain part of your body, but it's uncomfortable for you you know, and we're kind of just expected to, oh, sorry, or man, like, or whoever, like, you know, don't do that, like, in a nice tone, like, no, like, you know, this is not appropriate, you need to get your hands off of me, or you need to not ever say that to me again, and, you know, I had actually, they actually have a patient on my floor who's been doing this recently, and I definitely told management, like, listen, like, I hope you don't expect us to go into, you know, that room with this, like, attitude that you know I'm supposed to be like almost like that hospitality attitude like all right you know I hope you don't really expect that because it's not going to happen for me (laughs) I have yet to be put in that room um maybe for a reason but like you know if I hear if I if I was around and I heard that patient doing that to any of my coworkers, I definitely would have said something but it just like I think recently kind of like put that reality back into my mind that like and a lot of people were talking about the sign that I recently made about the hospital, like not being a hotel, but that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I know some people were upset, but that really, post- I loved that. I one. loved it. Yeah. I, I think if you work in a hospital, you get it. But like outside people were like, well, I pay so much money or well, like nurses like call do this and do that. And I'm like, this post has so, has so many levels to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just about, what you think it is it's the fact that like I can't come into the room and be like listen like you're refusing everything you're gonna die like this is what's gonna happen like people are like sugarcoating things walking around things a patient touches me the wrong way sir can you not do that I I don't really like it no like get your hands off of me we're not tolerating this today this is going to be a problem we can call security in here like you know Mm -hmm. like there's just certain tones that I feel like we can't necessarily have because of this feeling that like you have to leave everything at the door and then I have to come in and put everything aside. All my boundaries are broken half of the time. Like you get spoken to crazy and it's like, you're, you're too worried about like getting yelled at by someone higher up than feeling like comfortable and safe at work. And yeah, I think (laughs) although some, some people were upset, like I needed to say that because that, at that at this moment that pose is like really like currently what I'm feeling right now right? Mm-hmm. my biggest frustration honestly right. well it's not okay and no 
I think that it's so important that you are spreading these messages in on your social media platform, but absolutely at work too. Like people need that confidence and those reminders that that behavior from patients is not okay. And it's just unacceptable. And that you should have the right as a healthcare provider or as a clinician to refuse taking care of patients that act inappropriately or act in a way that make you feel unsafe. Yeah, 100%. It's less about us feeling safe and more about someone, I guess, maybe getting something on their food tray that they wanted all shift. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. No. Um, it doesn't. Um, and yeah, I 100% agree with you. It's like, like yeah, we're providing you a service like we are taking care of your life we don't have like a tip envelope for like thank you for your stay we are not being <laughs> compensated <laughs> barely in most situations <laughs> so forgive me if i don't get you your lime jello <laughs> because because like, my patient down you know down the door is like literally barely there Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I just feel signs coming up in my head right now. I was going to say, <laughs> well, maybe you can make a sign that says, hey, I'll tune into the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. No, seriously, because what we're talking about right now is real stuff. And hopefully people also would feel like they kind of like get to know also where I'm coming from, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's more of just. I'm frustrated yeah. and I really can't sit on my hands. Like I'm that type of person. Like I have to say something. Um, So. Well, the nursing community feels those frustrations as well. (laughs) And that is why your signs and your messages have spread so quickly because they deeply resonate with the community. And I know so many people are going to benefit not just from this episode, from your, but from your page and from your messages as well. So Seriously, thank you so much for coming on the WOMED today and for giving us an hour of your beautiful day when you should probably be sleeping. I cannot wait to, I know people will know where to find you, but we're so excited to like hear updates on your life with CRNA school or Derm or whatever it is that you decide to go into. But can you give us a hint, like what your next sign is going to be? Oh, <laughs> I'm actually like, I don't know between a couple of them. One of them, I don't know, it might, it might be a little controversial, so I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if I should post it. But it, it's kind of relating to, I, it's kind of like, so basically I was going to post it for nursing week because I feel like as a nurse, you're so many different things. And in the sign, I'm you're pretty much like talking about all the different things that I feel like nurses are. Like, for example, we're like dietary service, we're building services. And that stems from me literally having to, (laughs) I think I posted this one time, but like on my page, there was like my patient, like who was completely a no times four took a huge shit, like in his dietary tray and literally left it for me to um, take. And I remember walking into the room and I was just like, what's this? He was like, yeah, this is for you. I took a poop. I didn't feel like going to the bathroom. And I was just like, okay. And at the no. same time, dietary came around and they were like, well, we can't um, take that back. You know, you kind of have to like clean up the tray and um, what the fuck? back. And I'm just kind of like, see, this is like the extra shit that like I'm, I truly didn't feel like I signed up for, but mm-hmm. okay, because no one else is going to do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, oh that's my god! <laughs> I wish I was surprised too. Like I wish yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. But if you're a nurse, like you're not shocked. You're never surprised. No, absolutely no. not. And it always has to do with poop. Yeah. Always. I'm tired of it. I'm really tired. Yeah. Like this is out of like I don't get paid enough. For this. No, like I don't get paid enough. For this. I don't. No. I don't understand people's obsession with poop. I don't, no, abs- I don't understand I don't their how they can't make it to a toilet and it gets smeared on a wall or up their back, like fully grown adult humans. I don't get it. Yeah, well, Danielle, like this actually... is why you work NICU, Danielle. <laughs> I mean, the the little baby poops. I mean, that's funny. Oh, like cute. you lift up their legs and like, it just puts a little oh. pressure on their stomach and it just goes <laughs> like, that's funny. <laughs> 
and adult cute. humans not funny no, anymore no not funny no, not funny not, not cute no no questionable very questionable yeah. for sure Ew. when they're like completely with it it's like you're not no. embarrassed i'm getting secondhand embarrassment I, for you I, yeah <laughs> what is wrong with oh. you <laughs> <laughs> and i remember walking out with the train everyone's like what is that i'm like yeah i don't even want to know Honestly, forget HIPAA. Like, that person needs to be called out. Like, I don't know who this human is, but, like, you need to go to jail. Like, that is so unacceptable. Like, in, like, why is that? What is it about a hospital that just, like, makes that kind of behavior okay? Not, but you know what? I, 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 I was like, you know what? I, I laughed at it. it. It brought humor to my day for sure. I needed that because the rest of my shift that day was BS for sure. That was a highlight. That's when you know it's bad. That's when you know you're, yeah. you're out. When the yeah. highlight is a shit on your lunch tray. Like, yeah. you gotta go. That's a fact. But yeah, it's in between that controversial sign and um, actually, like, literally what I said was, this is not what I signed up for. Literally. Because I'm, I'm getting tired of hearing that, for sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the sign. <laughs> Amazing. I love nurse with a sign and I am going to berate dude with a sign on my social media. I'm going to tag anytime, tag, <laughs> anytime. So Wisconsin. I, so Wisconsin. Um, anytime that I reshare one of Kaylee's, I'm going to say dude with a sign, need you for nurses week. I think we should all just bombard dude with yeah. sign and just tag her in it until he, yeah. he has to see it. He has to see it. They have or to someone on his team will they see it. They have to collab. I completely agree. Like, love that you've collabed with Dudat with a sign. But honestly, I think Nurse with a sign gives it something better, something yes. more special, because you are highlighting the healthcare community. Yeah, support your nurses, everybody. Yeah, what support your nurses, dude. Well, anyway, we hope you guys loved this episode as much as we did. Kaylee was such just such a gem to have. It was like really fun getting to hear aspects of her personal life that she doesn't share too much um, on her page. But I feel like we definitely got a better understanding of what drives her to make these signs, the messages Mm -hmm. behind them, what they mean, how she got started. It was just such a blast to have her on. If you guys don't know where to find her, you can obviously find her on Instagram at nurse with sign. Yes. So follow her, support her, love on her. She's incredible. So, you know, every like, share, review of the podcast really helps us out. We do get tired of saying it too, as much as you guys get tired of hearing it, but it really helps the podcast out and helps us to continue to share these incredible humans with you guys. So if you wouldn't mind, you know, keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing, WOMED fam. Yes. But till next week, WOMED out. Out.